podcast was recorded on Sunday the 21st of April 2013 at the Moot Evening Eucharist. In this podcast, Ian Mobsby explores the theme of home is where the heart is, unpacking the idea of the resurrection of Jesus Christ as an event of grace. This podcast was given in preparation for the forthcoming Moot Rhythm of Life service on Pentecost Sunday 2013, where the whole community will again recommit to its rhythm before the Archdeacon of London. In today's homily, I want to explore the concept of home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is. In both the New Testament and Gospel text today, we are reminded heavily of the symbolism of God's blessing and promises for us as we seek to follow Jesus in the shock of the resurrection. The resurrection reminds us that God is an event, an event of the resurrection, an event of the shocking grace of God's presence. There is no romantic story in the New Testament for the resurrection. It is expressed as an utterly unexpected event. Except in the most fragmentary way, it is not described at all. There is no poetry about it. Instead, it is simply proclaimed as a fact, Christ is risen. In fact, the very existence of the New Testament itself proclaims it. Unless something very real indeed took place on that strange, confused morning, there would be no New Testament, no church, no Christianity. The chief priests, the Pharisees and the soldiers all trying to prevent the terrible possibility of Christ rising from the dead by sealing the body into a cave with a stone at the door and with armed guards outside of it. But even with this they were unable to hold back the event of God. And so Jesus models in the resurrection, Jesus models the idea of giving gift a direct gift to us. And it is this, that we can all lead transformed lives, where our lives become an event of grace, where all we have is a choice, a choice either to go deeper or a a choice to avoid it, a choice to go deeper into the spirituality or a choice to avoid it, to fall for the great temptations of our age in opposition to this transformative spiritual life. The age of temptations of defining ourselves through materialism, sex and power. At the end, these are not events of transformation, but things that impoverish us, things that touch no deeper than the surface. So what then is Paul telling us about this way of life, of living a rhythm of life that brings us deep meaning and belonging out of the reception of the love of God. The words in Ephesians are rich in beauty, expressing in promise and in God's love language to us. And I quote from Ephesians. 
according to the good pleasure of God's will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he has bestowed on us in the Beloved. I love that word, Beloved. We are the Beloved, the Beloved of God, the deeply loved ones of God. And further words, according to the riches of his grace that he has lavished on us, lavished on us. This is a language of extravagance, of depth, of beauty. In Christ we have obtained an inheritance. An inheritance. What is an inheritance? A gift that we somewhat don't deserve, something that is given to us that somehow privileges us. In Christ we have obtained an inheritance. In other words, when we have heard the gospel of our salvation and believed in him, we were marked with the seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit. How beautiful the idea that we are marked with the seal of the promise of God. Beautiful words. And in the gospel narrative we are reminded that God's intentions are about our transformation this love language of to the beloved of God's intentions which are revolutionary and wonderfully centred on our cosmic empowerment. And so this Easter, what is our response to this call to commitment? How do we respond? Where is our heart orientated? Where is our home? Because we know that our home is where our heart is. For too long, my heart has been set on pleasing people rather than God and about wanting to be loved by people, about wanting to feel like I belong somewhere with a comfortable life, about me, me, me. More recently I've had to really struggle with anxiety caused by the uncertainty of so many things in my life as I have felt increasingly mortal. Believe me, being 45 was a shock and it was a wake-up call. Last time I looked I was 30-something. Well, if my faith is to be inspired by the resurrection, I need to radically re-engage with a God that is a loving event, and my life as an event, and that I have a choice whether I really want to go deep with God or not. This is not a threat, but a gift, a reality, a reality that goes right back to the resurrection. As a new monastic community, we have focused on this calling to live life to the full spiritually, to find a rhythm that allows us as individuals and as a community in all the messiness of life to find a deep-centeredness to sustain us. In a few weeks' time, we will again be recommitting to our rhythm of life as a community and as individuals, and it is timely. For those new to mood, and who want to be involved in this new monastic community, we want to invite you to affirm commitments before God about living the rhythm, the moot rhythm of life, which involves aspirations, spiritual practices and postures. This is a way of understanding the faith by how we live and what we do as much as what we think. For more established mooters, this is a time to reflect on the rhythm of life, and where you have committed for it for the last for the year ahead, but also thinking about how 
you have reflected on this commitment of the year that we have just passed. So what is the moot rhythm of life? Well, there is a deep challenge here. It is a challenge to be healthy and integrated. It is a challenge to take responsibility for our lives. It is a challenge to take God on our spiritual lives far more seriously than maybe our nature. It is also a commitment to pray to encounter and receive the love of God while striving to live another way in obedience to Christ. Generally none of us like this word obedience but our happiness, our maturity or health these days is increasingly dependent on it. Too often the Christian life is perceived as some form of social choice. I do it because I benefit from X as if X can be some sort of lifestyle choice. This way approach to Christianity is then blind to the idea of a transformative event, that our lives are an event of grace, facing stuff, going deeper, rather than buying into things that just work for us, or things that may give us a consumptive hit, but doesn't go any deeper than the surface of ourselves. The challenge is to get beyond consuming life, consuming church, consuming worship services and realise that Christian discipleship is about the transformation of the heart, an event of the heart, that our lives are to be revolutionary and reorientated with different priorities as we seek to live in the kingdom of God. This is what a rhythm of life is about. It is about life lived more fully, to live where we are called into obedience to follow Jesus and to learn to live every moment of what we have to the full. It is an event of grace and blessing to us and the world. So in the run-up to our Rhythm of Life service this year, can I commend to you to reflect on these commitments, explore how you can go deeper with them, and when we meet with the, with the Archdeacon of London to recommit them, then this will be a sign of an ongoing process to and with God. On your seats you will find a stapled copy of some reflective work that we would like to ask you to engage with, starting now, but for you to take away with you to help you prepare for the Rhythm of Life service on Pentecost Sunday in May. We are going to give some time for it now, to help you grow and prepare an orientation out of the DNA of God, out of the promises of the resurrection of God, an event of grace. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Moot Community Podcast. If you'd like more information on who we are and what we do, please visit www.moot.uk.net.